How's it? My name is Rechot, and you are listening to The Best in Tech, the podcast where we talk about, you guessed it, only the best in technology. This week, I'm sitting with Thibaut Dusan, the GM for Southern Africa at Lenovo. How's it, Dusan? How are you doing? Very well in yourself. Good, good, good. Excellent. We're going to be chatting about Lenovo and lots of cool technology right after this. So... ThinkPad, IBM, Lenovo, these brands have been, I've been playing with them for a very long time. I remember my ThinkPad when I was still an old school hack, old school okay. journalist, you know, typing one, I think, absolutely phenomenal devices. Uh, Lenovo then bought out IBM's uh, ThinkPad range, and since yes. then we've seen some really incredible innovations, and I'm looking at your Lenovo Yoga tablet over there, which we'll talk about just now. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about Lenovo in South Africa and kind of you know where you guys are at the moment? But Lenovo in South Africa is is, is a fairly uh, a nice size company. It's about fifty people. Um, we are uh, currently number two in the market in uh, in terms of PC shipment uh, per year. Um, very dynamic young team and that we have. Uh, 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 we specialize in three different type of product at the moment, which is PC um, mm. that you know well. You yep. see the ThinkPads coming from it, and then we have the mobile phone with Motorola, uh, which is part of the Lenovo uh, stable, and then we have what we call the data center group, which we bought the server business from IBM uh, two years ago, which we actually sell into South Africa as well oh fantastic I'm sure that must be quite a high demand I mean the quality of the, the product in a server environment well it's quite nice is to have a one stop shop for the customers that we have they're obviously looking for mobility so Motorola is there as well as some of the tablets and, and, and mobile computers that we sell mm. but there's a huge demand obviously to get uh, um, the data center uh, in place and, and that's where the, the data center group comes in so it, it gives us a nice opportunity to give a, a complete uh, uh, flavor of, uh, of of, of IT equipment to our partners and customers. So let's uh, talk a little bit about you and your history. <laughs> I'm always interested in finding out who the person is behind the title. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> what, is your, what is your heritage? What is your background? Well, my background, basically, I'm French. Uh, so I've got a cheese background. Um, I came <laughs> to South Africa about 14 years ago. I was working at the time for a competitor um, that actually brought me to the country. Mm. And I was supposed to be here for two years. And then I fell in love with the country, so basically stayed. Um, I'm now completely, fully South African, <laughs> if you can say it that way. Uh, my background in technology, where I started basically in the logistics side of things. Um, I was responsible for product quality. And I came into this country because there was a, there, we, there was a, a, a factory uh, that was um, manufacturing PCs. And they needed my expertise for quality. Uh, so that was basically my background. All logistic, all quality production, control, etc., etc. And then, um, you know, like anything else in life, you have to go and have a look at sales and marketing and, and, and finance. And all through that, I'll, you know, I became very involved in the, in the country, very involved in the IT industry. And, and you know... Has it always been with Lenovo? No, it was with uh, Ued Packard before, before that, for 14 years. And I've been with Lenovo for about two years now. Okay, okay. so you've got to, you've got to, I mean, being with HP gives you a lot of in-depth insights. 
<coughs> into the industry. Yes, very much so. And it was quite interesting because at the time when I, when I arrived in 2004, um, the industry was booming. So after the huge increase of, of IT demand be, uh, before 2000 because of the Y2K bugs oh, yeah, uh, that yeah. uh, a lot of people sold but nothing happened, <laughs> there was a <laughs> little, bit of a, a little bit of a dip in the market. But then yeah. in 2004, things started to, to go very well. I mean, the IT industry was basically growing at 25, 30% on year on year. And I think at, the, at these glory days, the IT industry went to about 2.2 million units sold. Wow. Uh, per year in South Africa and South Africa only. So it was really, really an exciting time. So there was an economic uh, downturn, economic cr financial crash in the world. Yep. So it kind of like tempered the GDP growth in the country. And then, uh, but not only because of that, uh, you would see as well the, 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 the coming of, of, of new technology like tablets, mm. um, like smartphones. Now, all of a sudden, people, instead of using the PC, a laptop or, or, or desktop, starting to use other pieces of technology to access the Internet. And this is where you, you, you see that the, the, the PC growth in South Africa, but in the world in a way, kind of like uh, yes. went down a little bit. And uh, we are now in, in 2017, and we're looking um, at anything between 1.2, 1.3 million units still being sold into the country uh, on the PC side of the business. So quite a lot smaller than what it used to mm -hmm. be. But it's a, it's a constant business. It doesn't really disappear. It's completely mature now. So, yeah, yeah, and there's yeah. three major players that, that uh, owns more than 80% of the market in South Africa, being HP, Dell, and Lenovo. Now, if you look at the split between notebooks and PCs, desktop PCs, I mean, yes. do you see a, a trend where businesses, the corporate that still use desktops, moving away from that? I mean, we're getting, I mean, what other technology are they taking up if they're not going the notebook route? No, it's still desktop, still, uh, you know, it, it used to decline quite a bit. Mm. Uh, funny enough, in 2006, I think you could see that uh, notebook took over desktop in terms of volume in South Africa. Uh, but it's still important for some of our customers. So you're looking at the, 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 the banks, you're looking at uh, uh, some department of education, uh, some uh, uh, financial institution. They want the data to stay in-house and they can't really secure a notebook as much as they want to. Um, so they like to have a desktop. It's a little bit easier to, uh, to secure and it's a little bit easier to manage as well. Well, that's a good point. I mean, it really is about security rather than, I mean, that's, that's a computer that needs to stay in one place and you don't want the data exactly, to be compromised. Exactly. So if you, if, you, if you, for instance, have a, a call center, um, what happens usually is they have a huge screen and then mounted in the back is the desktop. Mm. They obviously don't want the data to leave the office. They don't need that, uh, that portability that uh, salespeople mm. would use, for instance. So desktop here still has a, a, a big place and a prominent place in those, uh, in those businesses. Now, if we look at some of the Lenovo, because let's be honest, notebook tech is the most yes. fun. I mean, desktop, desktop tech, I mean, for gamers, yes, I can Could see the fun. value. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of fun in it, but for, for, for us serious mobile warriors, <laughs> a high-spec notebook is still much better than a, a and I said in inverted quote, quotes, a, a clunky desktop. But talk to us a little bit about some of the Lenovo, the latest Lenovo notebooks um, that, that, that gets you excited. I mean, the X1 is still a big part of the range, you know? Yes, the, the X1 is obviously our flagship. Uh, and that uh, is a fantastic that, device. It's absolutely beautiful. I mean, I, I remember because I used to work for the competition and that was the only laptop that used to scare me <laughs> when, when I used to go and sell against it. But 
It, it is a magnificent machine. Uh, what we see more and more, and, and technology for me, uh, that's what is important. It's, it's here to solve a problem. So as long as people have issues, there will be new technology to try to solve those issues. So if you look at the portability that we talked about, you know, if you look at your laptops 10 years ago, if you get three hours battery life out of it, it was basically the max, mm. all right? So now you can get up to 10, 12 hours battery life without a problem in one charge. Yeah, that's fantastic. And which is great. Um, um, access to information is important. Boot up time is important. So the, again, uh, uh, with the solid state drive, uh, uh, and you, you actually get your, your boot up time under five seconds into, mm. into Windows 10. Fantastic. Again, a new technology that uh, the laptop brought in. And then is the versatility of everything. So you'll see that um, uh, in 2006, 2007, when the, the tablets arrive into the market, fantastic, people love it, uh, but then realize fairly quickly that it's quite hard to create with it. And, and it's quite funny because if you go into meeting rooms now, business meetings, uh, five years ago, a lot of people had their, uh, their tablets and trying mm, to take notes mm. on it. And now it's completely disappeared. Yeah, people right? don't do that anymore. People don't do that anymore. So now we're trying to integrate that technology into our PC. So now our PC's got a 360 degrees uh, uh, a tent mode, you know. That's the yoga range, Which right? is the yoga range, yeah. exactly. Where you can basically use your 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 notebooks as a, as a tablet or as a if you will a complete uh, a, a projection a system by putting in a yes, screen only like screen device. only like yeah, device. Yeah, yeah. So it gives you that versatility and it gives you a little bit more than 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 what you what you buy for. So it's pretty cool. Now, when you compare the uptake of something like that, I mean, a lot of people would look at it and say, maybe do I need something like that? Because there's obviously a premium on that technology I yes. should, uh, compared to, to other devices in the market. What are some of the feedbacks? I mean, have you seen anything in the practical implement implementation where people go, this has made a difference in my life in this industry? Well, yes. So, so, so the tent mode, for instance, if you go on the plane and you've got absolutely no space and you still mm. want to watch uh, uh, you know, a movie that is not forced on you by the airline, <laughs> Damn it's those actually airlines, quite, yes. uh, uh, quite nice uh, functionality to have. Um, uh, I mean, the tablet, uh, some people still use it to take notes. Um, mm. So that gives you a little bit more uh, flexibility as well. And then the workhorse of, of a notebook to be able to create, to be able to take notes, to send email, et cetera, et cetera, uh, to go on Excel, to start doing some macros. And that still is... So, you know, you've got three devices in one. Mm. So if you are somebody that travels a lot and that uh, uh, obviously need access to information fairly quickly and, and, and need to be able to create and, 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 and connect it to the world, yes, it makes a lot of sense. If obviously... You, you know, you only need uh, access to the internet at home. Then in that case, I will uh, say to you, then go for the desktop. Yeah, for, yeah, for sure. Something uh, uh, that you can get a bigger screen with. You can but I don't think a lot of people these days, the market for computers and technology today uh, is, I think for the new tech, is yes. certainly somebody that's going to opt towards mobility because we're not, we're not stationary people. You know, we don't stay in one place, live in one place, work in one place. In fact, a lot of the workforce... A lot of creative people want to be mobile. You know, you can work from anywhere. That kind of that that, that kind of angle has always been very appealing for you yeah. know, having the technology to drive it. But now I'm looking at this yo this this ThinkPad, and I'm noticing that the red thumbstick, and and I just <laughs> remember like it's still there, and yeah. and I remember using that thing back in the day. But why would Lenovo keep something like that? It seems it seems it's, old. Uh, yeah, it's it, 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 it's it's almost. Um some other single that you see on some of the cars, right? We we don't want to get rid of it. 
It's it's part of our legacy. Uh, it's 25 years uh, of ThinkPad this year. So we basically made about 100 million of them uh, worldwide. Wow. Now, if you if you look at the trackpad, uh, that basically uh, got created from the start, and and that what was differentiating the IBM laptops to your Compaq or your Toshiba, which were the free brands who launched laptop at the, yeah, at the yeah. same time. And, and I think it stayed there. I mean, some of the people that work with me at Lenovo cannot work with anything else than a trackpad. So I guess if we were about to take that out, we'll, we'll probably be have yeah, a, a big problem in our, on our hands. Yeah. It's interesting from, from any brand's point of view, it's nice to have something that's unique to you that people love and that they, they continue to yeah, use. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, and I think that's what makes a general technology product uh, set it apart from a, an iconic technology product. And we were talking about 25 years um, of Lenovo. I mean, that's an incredible long time for any technology manufacturer any technology, yeah, to, yes, to, to, to be producing the, uh, you know, a range of products. Which was actually quite funny is that the, the, there's a bit of an anecdote towards that uh, little red button is that uh, at the time IBM uh, uh, marketing design didn't allow to have a red button because red button for the IBM design means that it's an emergency button. Oh. So you, so the guys actually created and, and, and did the design of the of the first uh, uh, um, IBM ThinkPad. Basically, told the marketing people that it wasn't red; it was magenta, and mm-hmm. they basically mm-hmm. gave the code color for magenta. But then, through the different reiteration of the design, it became redder and redder and redder. <laughs> but still, basically, pretended to the marketing people that. It wasn't red, and that's how he, he, he got around it. They yeah. snuck it through, fantastic. They basically well, snuck it through. It's very yes. iconic. I mean, if you, if you look at the ThinkPad logo with the little red dot on there, I mean, it, it's, it's part of what the brand is. It is. But now, notebook technologies, I mean, I'm a big fan. I use it. I, I don't know how I live without my notebook. I mean, I, my life is on there. I do everything I possibly can. But my requirement is top of the range. I need lots of memory, fast hard drive, and a good processor because I do a lot of video editing. When we look at the ThinkPad range, especially the X1, where you get this amazing form factor and you have all that power yes. under the hood, you obviously have to compete with you know, the likes of Apple. It's a different platform, different operating system, yep. but you're still competing for the high-end market. When you, when you look at those two and you compare them in the market, what, what are some of the challenges you see for a PC-based notebook manufacturer? Um, you know, well, you got to keep relevant to technology, right? Mm-hmm. And and basically give what people want to, to to receive. So, we in a bit of a pickle at Lenovo because the X1 Carbon is such an uh, an icon in terms of, of quality. You got to keep on reinventing yourself, and 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 basically not disappoint, because that's the that could be the worst part that can happen mm-hmm. to us, right? I obviously you using a completely different uh, type of fruit as a, <laughs> as, a yeah. as, as a laptop, but. But um, you know the X1 has got its its, its own uh, range of of customers, uh, very much corporate uh, uh, look and feel, and and a lot of our big corporates in South Africa actually use it, and a lot of C level executives use it as well. Um, I guess uh, Apple's got a different place in, mm. in 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 the business world. I mean, a lot of uh, graphic designers actually use it. There are some C-level executives as well that do enjoy bringing the Apple at work, uh, even though the CIOs and and IT department usually don't really like it because it's quite hard to manage. Uh, but it's it, it, it's two different type of, um, of 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 laptop, different type of technology, and really? I guess there are some people that like uh, mm. Apple better, and then 
Some people like the the, the ThinkPad, uh, but I think there's space for. There's definitely space for everybody. But the the, the, the conversations I hear among my friends and and creatives and executives and those guys these days it's less about, I guess, the operating system. It's more about the power and the overall functionality of the device. That yes. you buy. So. If you can't perform your job function on your notebook, you know whether it's something that's ultra portable, high resolution screen, mm-hmm. obviously good specs. The race is still there. The race is still to get just give me the most power, most battery life in the small form factor, something that's going to make my life easier. But I want everything under the hood. Mm-hmm. What, what are some of the things that you guys are working on that we can look forward to perhaps in this race? Because we know well, processing uh, power is one of them. Yes, yeah, so for processing power, even though a little bit less now than it used to be in the past, uh, and, and I guess it's because of the SSD uh, mm. drive, because now access to information is a lot faster. So some people will actually go to a Core i5 rather than a Core i7 just because of battery consumption. It's a lot better, and, and it's a lot less of a heat as well for some of the, the system that's out there. Um, but I think the, the 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 race is still on 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 battery life. Um, I still, you know, from from a battery point of view, if you can get a week rather than two days, even better. You don't never have to to get your charger with you, and so that's still something that we're working on. I'm guessing flexible display will probably be a, a technology to 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 have a look at, just because of space and and you know having the the possibility to have uh, to to still have a a, a fairly decent size screens, but when you fold everything up, to mm. be a little bit smaller, so taking a little bit less space in 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 your bag. So, that, so you're saying you could, you could potentially have a larger screen, like you know, 17 inch notebooks are not not a thing anymore. It used no, to be a thing. No, no, you, you actually you hardly find them. Yeah, anymore. you don't you don't find them anymore. But it would be amazing from a mobile user's point of view to have access to the same form factor or small form factor of a 15-inch, but a larger screen device. Are you saying that that's kind of on the pipeline? Then? Well, you know, I can't Technology really, wise, I won't for, t- really t- tell you what's in the pipeline because I'm not really allowed to. But, I mean, if if um, if, I, if I was in R&D and, and if, I, if I was looking at what new technology can bring, flexible display will definitely be something I would look at. Be on top of your list. Yes, I will be on top of my list as well as uh, projection, as well as security, uh, and, and, and so on and so forth. So, there's still a lot of cables in our life, mm-hmm. and I can see it in the room. I'm talking to you, we've got a few cables in front of us. Yeah, um, I've got state of the heart technology in this room, and yet, still a lot of cables to try to project, to try to connect, etc. etc. I guess the future will be cableless. Uh, mm-hmm. So, the more technology we can bring in the workplace where we can actually get rid of all of it, uh, the better it will be. Yeah, for sure. But that's largely a chipset manufacturer's responsibility, right? They need to have the tech that makes yeah, everything there's, communicate there's, 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 there's a lot of that. There's a, uh, there's a lot of new technology that can come up, like Wi-Fi or Wide-Eye, that, that, that allows you to be completely uh, mm-hmm. cable-less. And then there's obviously the wireless charging cable uh, technology that, 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 that should come up fairly quickly. So, yeah. I mean, there's quite, really a few, there's quite a few things that, you know, when you think about it now, small changes can actually help to make your life a little bit better uh, is, is something that the manufacturers mm. need to mm. think of, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but I guess with all of these things, you know, you're always competing with space inside a computer. You, like we've seen stuff that Apple's done when they remove a component that's mm. much loved, like the 3.5 mil jack. It's difficult to make these jumps in technology if you as a brand isn't, uh, um, if, you're, if you as a brand don't want to make that leap and make a big difference well, and alienate your yes, customers. The brand, brands have to take risk, but I've got, a good, 
I've got a great story on this one. I remember when I first arrived in 2004, um, uh, we, the manufacturing facilities they were looking after, we were doing desktop. And those desktop had floppy drives, those 3.5 millimeters of floppy drive. And we thought to ourselves, okay, we can save five, seven dollars uh, to the customer to take those drives out. And we did that. Six months later, we had to put them back on because <laughs> it was a disaster. I mean, people were complaining all heartedly that we took the floppy drive away. Now, remember those floppy drives only have, I think, 1.5 megs yeah. of data. We in call them. them stiffies in South Africa. Yes, imagine. Stiffies, yeah. So, so. You've got to That's be careful crazy. when you uh, when you when, when you jump the leap on, on on the technology. And I still believe that iPhone when they took away that three point five millimeter jack uh, made a mistake. Mm. You know, I'm not happy. I was a user. I was like, oh, well, I can't do that. So I switch, and that's why my phone's got one now. Yeah, mm. yeah. Look, I mean, yeah, you can you can you can argue it. You know, if you want to be uh, you know proactive with these things as a company, but certain tech certain tech you just can't let go of. I mean, it's the last analog input into a device you know exactly. after that it's all sealed mm. um and it, unfortunately i mean i think in the stiffy drive example you know that was a very much a standard of transferring data at the time we didn't really have usb flash drives back mm. then mm. Um, i remember the first one meg usb flash drive or two meg i think it was and it was it blew my mind well before that was dvd writer i mean cd writer oh yeah that's that's how you went from the floppy drive to cd writer so mm. we all have our cd writer uh, on the side and that's basically how we uh, we started to, 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 to make the floppy drive completely obsolete. The problem is that people had information on those floppy they didn't want to get rid of. Mm. This is the worst technology at the time because a lot of viruses were, uh, were oh, going yeah. into those drives because you couldn't really secure them at all. Uh, but having said that, you know, we went too fast yeah. and we had well, to we go We didn't back. have alternative. We didn't no. have the alternative. I mean, nine-side flash drives should have been there much earlier. We yes. had USB for a very long time. Indeed. Before the before the podcast, we spoke a little about a little bit about your love for technology. Mm -hmm. You do you My consider yourself love? <laughs> do, you, do you consider yourself an early adopter? No, I'm not. Um, I'm I'm fortunate enough that I that I can use and try technology quite a bit. Uh, so, but I'm not an early adopter in 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 a sense that if I see a new technology out there, I will wait until the second or third version. But it's more to me. Um, I try to think hard enough to see if it's going to help me or not. And if it doesn't help me, then, then, then I won't buy it for, for the sake of getting a gadget out. Okay, so you don't buy the latest and greatest just because it's the latest and greatest. No, so I will try it, and, and, and I'm lucky enough because I can. Mm. Um, but mm. but I, I won't necessarily jump on it until I actually see the full benefit of it. So what's the best piece of tech you've bought recently? Well, it's my Garmin watch. Um, thank you, Garmin. Mm -hmm. um, which model have you got? The nine three five. I'm not exactly oh, sure so which one it is, but it's it, it's it's been a hard uh, it's been hard for me. <laughs> I'll tell you why. <laughs> is that a lot of watches are specialized in golf? Yeah, and a lot of watches are specialized in running. Only a few watches actually specialize in both because it's definitely not the same, uh, usually the same users. Yeah. And I remember having a chat with the Garmin marketing manager at Noel in, in South Africa. And he said, well, we don't have both combined because normally a runner is not a golfer and a golfer is not a runner. Well, Yet the technology that, yes. was there. A GPS is there. Uh, you know, counting your steps is not that difficult. So, yeah. so it took me a while to get to a smartwatch. And the only reason is that because... I couldn't find one that would combine um, the two uh, uh, hobbies that I have. The two effectively, yeah. That's a 4 and a 30. 
Um, you got it recently, right? It looks like a 430. Yeah, I think it's about a, a year and a half now. Oh, that's a, yeah, fantastic. So what, do, what is your main sport? What is the, the thing that you track? Do you Strava? Do you, do you Strava at all? Yeah, I, try, I, I Strava a little bit. I've been forced into doing this. But it, for you know, me, if it, it's if more... If it's not on Strava, it doesn't happen. Eh? <laughs> so I don't share on, on social media and I've got no friends uh, <laughs> when it comes to that uh, We that can hook up some friends life. for you. Just let us just give us your, uh, your <laughs> handles and we'll hook you up with some friends. I won't do it. Uh, but it, it really, for me, it was uh, I used to run quite a bit mm. and I had no idea what was my distance so I basically had to go and drive my car my uh, my motorbike to see more or less what sort of distance I was doing yeah, yeah. so again that technology for me actually brought that um, peace of mind knowing exactly what sort of mileage I was doing what sort of time I was doing mm. as well so that I could prepare a little bit better for races and um, the fact as well that I could use that watch after that to find out exactly how far I am from the hole on the golf course. Yeah. I thought well, the two combined was actually perfect. Look, and it's what I actually took it for. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. I mean, I can't imagine doing, I'm a mountain biker, so I can't imagine doing any single cycle without tracking it. Because yes. the data, not, I loved looking at the route, especially if I find something that works well for me. But having all the data, you know, the elevation, the speed. Yes, that's, it's, it's fun. Important. It's the fun part of your run or the fun part of your exercise is at least you can track a little bit what you've yeah. done. Um, and you can see improvement much uh, much easier. Yes. Having said that, I've done it recently, which is actually quite fun, is I turn my watch away and I run freely. I, I don't look at the speed and I don't look at the distance. Mm. So, and what I meant by run freely, i.e. I just don't put music on even. And I just run until I'm tired and I come back to, and, and then I'll look at my distance afterwards. Yeah. And it's quite, uh, it makes it a little bit easier. should try. Yeah, I, I've stopped looking at my, my cycle computer because, you know, I'm, I'm not a pro athlete. <laughs> and if you see 10Ks, but you think you've done 20, that's soul destroying, you know. Yeah, so, fair enough. <laughs> but fair the, heart, enough. the heart rate obviously is, is very handy. Yes. Now, if we look at other technology, are you, are you a home automation fan? Because that is a big thing at the moment. Not yet. Uh, because once again, there's nothing in automation, uh, home automation that I, I, I believe is, uh, is groundbreaking. Yeah. You know? Knowing that I can uh, switch on my lights when I'm 200 meters away from my house doesn't actually make any sort of sense to me. If I was living in Europe, where it's really cold, sometimes in winter... That I can maybe put my heater on. Preheat the house. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Before I can arrive home, I'll say yes, why not, maybe. But I, I don't see the, the appeal for now. Mm -hmm. I, I really don't. So, so I'm not that excited by it yet. Uh, there might be something that comes up and then I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, this is it. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced and I'm keen. But that, that's my approach to technology. If it doesn't help me. It's a wise way of looking at it. You'll save yourself lots and lots of money. <laughs> but home automation, I think, is going to become any you know any anything that's connected and you know the, the the Internet of Things. These aren't these are at the moment they they are kind of not necessities, but they yep. adopted toys. Yes. But one of these days they're going to be part of your life. You're going to buy a house. It's going to be in there. It's not going to be a question of do you want it. It's going to be so entrenched with our lives. I think. Yep. You know, especially if you look at uh, having solar solar powered houses. Yep. You know, automate your geezer. Everything, it's just more efficient once you automate things because it works when it's supposed to be working and mm -hmm. doesn't or doesn't draw power. Also gives you information, right? So if you want to see if your kids are at home and all those things, the, the camera angle, I find it absolutely fascinating. Mm -hmm. But I think these things are going to be part of our lives, whether we like it or not. Yes, I mean, absolutely. in many ways, it's here already. If you look at, if you look at what your cell phone does, 
Who would have thought 20 years ago that you'll have all this power in your pocket? Five years ago, even. Yeah, five years, years ago, ago. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Never sure. mind 20 years. No, absolutely. And as I said, I, I don't resist uh, technology. <laughs> Never My resist. My kid right now doesn't even uh, crawl yet. So I don't really need to know when he's arriving home or not, or when at what time is he leaving, for that matter. It might happen in five years' time. And I said, you know what? It's exactly what I need because I need to be able to open the door for when I'm at mm. work and he's not, and he doesn't have a key, etc., etc. Makes sense to me at that time. Let me buy it. Yeah. I was a big fan of the intelligent fridge. I was able to buy what's missing inside the fridge. You see, that for me, I would have bought it right away. Mm. Problem is that the connectivity in this country and the delivery at home is quite well, a difficult thing to do. They never standardized the technology. I mean, it's still, I think, you know, LG did some massive things in that arena. Mm. I remember going to the factory many, many, many years ago when they were showing the stuff off with a beautiful large screen. It was yeah. fantastic. But now... It's, it's almost, it doesn't seem practical to have a fridge with that technology in it. You'd rather have a module that plugs into any fridge that gives you that ability. Yes, Whether absolutely. it's a sensor, hmm. IoT, you yes. put into your fridge. But then you can imagine that the entire supply chain uh, to try to supply food to your home uh, via um, an automated uh, order placement was already developed. Mm. So somehow the technology might not be exactly what you use it for, but there's a lot of things in the back end that that uh, that's been developed because of that, yeah, uh, yeah. and it still is is now used in a, in a different way. But a lot of these not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, no. But I think that's why we need standards again. Because if these companies develop their tech and they develop it in uh, isolation, we've seen it with a lot of these companies. Yes. It doesn't tattoo anything else. So you have to buy into. And Apple's a great example. You have to buy into the tech, right? You have to have the phone and the notebook and the IT, Apple TV if you want that that experience. experience. And mm. it works. And it's great if you can do it. But not a lot of people no. are invested in that. They don't no. want to get into that. No, not for sure. So it locked you down a little bit as well. So it's always difficult. Yeah, yeah, for it's sure. It's not exactly open. Uh, what about VR? Because that has ah, that has VR. been one of my favorite topics to talk to. <laughs> AR and VR, because it's now yeah. become a real thing. I mean, yes, Pokemon Go was probably the the first mainstream implementation of the technology. Yes. It, it might have been a proof of concept for what is possible. You know, it's gamification of a concept. It's it's very straightforward. But the mm -hmm. uptake was absolutely incredible. Now we have chips, dedicated chips that's designed to offset in either a computer or a mobile phone, yep. that extra processing power that's needed to do all these cognitive, yes. uh, as they call it, uh, processing. What, what are your thoughts on that? Because this, in a, in, a, in a notebook space, could also revolutionize the way we do everything. Yes, I mean, in, 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 I believe in it from, from an education point of view, as well as uh, um, anything that has to do with uh, distance learning. Mm. So, I, I believe that's super important. Now, I, I've used technology where you can see what's inside the car to 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 fix an engine, or to take parts uh, aside. People explaining to you from miles away what you need to do. Fantastic. Even surgery is happening happening from across exactly. the country. Exactly, even the surgery, world. and it's actually completely. Uh, I mean, a lot of people are using it right now, so it works beautifully. From a consumer point of view, I haven't seen anything special right now. And it might turn out to be, uh, uh, you know, that, that, that it's going to happen. I know from a Lenovo point of view, for instance, we've got that, that uh, uh, Jedi challenge on, on, on the VR, which is apparently amazing. I haven't mm. tried it yet, mm. but I'm super excited because I'm I've a big Star Wars fan. It looks amazing. But it still has its infancy, you know. Mm. I, I still believe games or gaming should have actually be the, 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 the people jumping all over it. It is. I mean, if you look at the likes of the HTC Vive, which uh, I'm soon going to be playing with, because 
that is the first real mm. kind of the thing you can buy for your house. It's still very expensive. You'll probably be, if you don't have a computer, probably close to 100, 120,000 Rand for the entire kit. Quite prohibitive, yeah. But, but the computer is the thing, right? So again, once you have all that processing power into the size of a laptop, that is not... A, once computer computing processing power isn't like the benchmark anymore, it's it's, it's just the top range that it's, you need it. Then yeah. everybody's got this technology to run. You know, it will be absolutely. the facto standard, yeah. and it'll be much cheaper. But um, content is everything, yeah. So yeah. so you know, we we need to have people that actually develop content that that people want to watch or that are interested in. Or so, play and games play is the perfect yeah. vehicle for it. It is. It but is. I, yeah, but I think as as. People start spending more money on this, and um, yes, and price will start to come down, and we'll get a lot more uh, choice for our bucks. And then you'll see me, and I will talk to you. Then. <laughs> after, yes, I'm using it for that reason, exact, and and yes, why not? Absolutely. So, on that note of really awesome technology, I thank you very much, Thibaut, for your time. Um, Welcome. Taking a little bit of it was a pleasure. technology. It was actually cool to see this Lenovo. I haven't seen the last one I played with was a bright orange Lenovo. I think it was X. The the wire. There was a 700 or 19. 19, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, 19, yeah, absolutely yeah. fantastic. And I certainly look forward to, to spending some time with, with one again. Maybe it'll convince me to move away from my Mac. I don't know. That should be easy enough. Let's see. If the, if the processing <laughs> power can handle it, then, then uh, you've sure got a challenge can. on I'm your sure hands. From uh, Rechart and the Tech Central team, thank you very much for joining us. Tiba, again, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much. We'll be back again in the next episode. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.